the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. I do know this. You have a Savior. And he has shoulders to bear and to carry those burdens and to support you. And you can look to him today. You can come to this altar and experience his power and his grace. And you can roll those heavy burdens. No, you, you can't roll them over onto him. You can't throw them off. I have many people said, you know, I'm just trying to just throw off some of this and roll off some of this and get rid of some of this stress. Friend, the only way to get rid of it is, is to give it over to Jesus. And you can give it over to Him today. Wherever you're, you're experiencing the, the problems, the dysfunction in your life, you can give it to Him. Welcome once again to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. On today's program, Pastor Jack Morris is going to look at the birth of Christ and what made this event so special. First, we'll go to the scripture reading found in Isaiah chapter 9. And then, to the message for today, through us, a child is born. Scripture reading this morning would be at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. It's on page 489 in your pew Bible. To us, a child is born. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, and the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord read the blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. To us a child is given. Jesus came as a little baby boy. 
born into this world, and in every way he was a child. He was a baby. And I, I thought of children, how innocent and how much we love children, how important they are to us. And um, then I found this, that with all these writings of children in our Sunday school and in the Sunday schools, and um, I began to read it, and I chuckled, and I got a, such a laugh out of it. And I thought, well, Jesus was a little child also. And I thought I'd just bring this in and read a couple of them to you. <clears throat> They're letters to God. Uh, Dear God, instead of letting people die and having to make new ones, why don't you just keep the ones you've got now? <clears throat> Another one. Dear God, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in the church. Is that okay? <clears throat> I mean, children, they just open their heart. You let you see right in. Dear God, I think about you sometimes when I'm not praying. Uh, Dear God, I'm an American. What are you? (laughs) Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family, and I can never do it. Dear God, if, dear God, if we come back as something, please don't let me be Jennifer Horton because I hate her. <laughs> dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different camp this year. <clears throat> dear God, maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each other so much if they had their own rooms. It works with my brother Larry. <clears throat> Children are great, aren't they? They're, they're the greatest, and we're so thankful for all the children that we have in our Sunday school. And we're going to read about and talk about a very special child, the Lord Jesus Christ and His coming. We're going to talk about Him and His birth uh, this entire month, the month of December. Now, we're going to go to the Word of God, and I want you to take your Bible in your hand, and if you don't have a Bible with you, just reach in the pew back and pull one out, one of those red cover, uh, and hold it in your hand, this wonderful book, uh, more than a book, it is the very breath of God bringing to us the great salvation of the Lord. It shows us the way to salvation. It's alive today. We're so thankful for it. We'd be lost without it. We're found because of it. Let's hold it in our hand, and you repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you will bless the reading and preaching of your word today. Open my heart to hear the word and receive it. Bless your word to my heart and life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I'd like you to look at the screen and read this verse with me. Verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 9. Together in unison. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. Now notice it says, to us, for to us, to us. That, That is the most amazing thing, that God would care so much for us. It all happened, the coming of Jesus, 
for us who sinned and broke the law of God and strayed from the ways of the Lord, went our own ways, committed sin, ignored God, but for us, to us, Jesus came, the Savior, the Redeemer, to bring us into the family of God. To us, a child is born. God would enter our world as a child. It's amazing in his infinite wisdom that Jesus would come as a baby. Why didn't he come as a full-grown adult? That's how Adam and Eve started, the first human beings. They just appeared on the earth as an adult. Maybe Adam was 35, 45 years, 35 years old, 40 years old, I don't know. But as an, a, a maturing man, he appeared. But Jesus came through a woman's womb, a virgin's womb, so that there would be no tainting of sin at all. It was the woman's seed, not the male seed. He was without sin. A child, but no ordinary child. In every way, he appeared ordinary. He had 10 fingers, 10 little toes. He was a cute little baby. God chose to do it this way. God's wisdom. He is a child born in reference to his humanity, but he existed forever in all eternity. And this eternal one comes into our world. And he came for us, a small one coming with unlimited power. But he didn't remain a small one. The scripture says he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. And then he went about the area preaching the good news to the poor. The sinners would hear the message. They would believe. They would repent. They would receive salvation. They would become new people. And they would rejoice in this salvation that God had brought to them. The sick would be healed. Many times he would touch sick bodies and heal them. Sometimes he would just speak the word and the word of God would go forth and they would be healed. Other times some would touch the hem of his garment and be healed. The scripture says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. He was a good man. Remember just a few weeks ago, I told you about the the television executive who came to my office and asked me, why did they crucify such a good man? This woman was Jewish. And she said, Pastor, I heard your Easter message, and it touched my heart. It moved me. I I can't understand why people would do such ugly things to a man who did so much good. Why, Pastor Morris, do you keep telling the story of Jesus and how he was so mistreated? I was so happy to tell her that he was mistreated for me. I was the one that sinned. The whole people of the world sinned. But he took our sin in his own body. And I rejoice in that. I can't get over that. He cast a spell over me. His love will never let us go. I'm so thankful. Aren't you thankful that Jesus came? He came because he cares for us and he loves us. He's the eternal one. Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Celebrate the birth of Jesus the entire month of December, not just one day, December the 25th. May the whole month be a celebration of Jesus' birth by remembering and rejoicing why he came. 
to take our sins to the cross. December can be like no other. Come celebrate Jesus this Sunday at the Largo Community Church, Bowie, Maryland. Website, largocc.org. Phone number, 301-249-2255. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. There are two ways you can join us in worship at the Largo Community Church this Sunday. An in-person service will be held at 9 a.m., where you're invited to join us at 1701 Enterprise Road in South Bowie. Standards are in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including wearing of masks, hand sanitizing, and spacing of seats within the large auditorium. You can also join us via live streaming at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by going to our website, largocc.org, and clicking on the Watch Live button at the top of the homepage. And however you choose to join us, I'm sure you'll be blessed as we celebrate the birth of Christ and the true meaning of Christmas throughout the month of December. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. He himself stood and testified about his own existence and his purpose in coming. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and the recovering of sight to the blind, the oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. So God came in Jesus to bless us, to redeem us, to do good for us. Thank God he came. This was an ugly world into which he came. And in so many Respects, it's still ugly with the bloodshed and the prejudice and the hate and the division. But everywhere Jesus is received, there is love, there is unity, and he turns ugliness into beauty. Thank God. He turns ugly lives into beautiful lives, and he's still doing it, our wonderful Lord and Savior. Point C in your outline, it says, to us a son is given, point B. Point A For us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Now notice, as a child, he is born. But as a son, he is given. You see, this gift that God has for us cannot be earned. God came and gave us the most beautiful gift that could possibly be given to any human being. His only begotten son. Why does God want us? To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Us, who is us that God would do such as that? And we're going to come to the table and look at his broken body and his shed blood. Yes, it hurt God. Even if your child is sick, your child is maimed, your child is being healed, but your child is suffering. And the doctor tells you, oh, this child is going to suffer for several days. Going to be in great pain. But it will get well. You, as a parent, you're still hurt to see your child suffering. God saw his child abused and beaten to us. I'm staggered by it. I'm nonplussed by it. I can't tell you how, how it impacts my mind to us. Why us? Why do you think so much of us that you would do that to your only begotten son? But he did that. To us, a son is born. To us, 
a child is given. God just gave him to us. I don't have to do anything to earn forgiveness of sin. I don't have to do anything to become a born-again Christian. I don't have to do anything to have eternal life and go to heaven when I die. But to accept a gift. And how do you accept a gift? You just reach out and accept it. You can't earn a gift. If you earn it, it's no longer a gift. Let me ask you, how, how much would you pay for salvation? What's the price of forgiveness? How, how much would you pay to be forgiven, to have your past cleansed? <clears throat> how, how much would you pay to have peace in your heart? Could you buy it? Could you buy eternal life? What's the price tag? If you took all your possessions and, and paid, could you, could you pay the price? God knew that we couldn't. There's not enough money in all the world to buy the gift of God's love and the gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation. You can't buy it. You can't work hard enough to earn it. God knew that. God knew that the gift he was given was beyond price. And he gave his only begotten son. The scripture says to all who receive him, to those who believe on his name, to them he gave the right to become sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. All you need to do is reach out and say, God, I accept your gift. What a Christmas gift. Jesus, his only begotten son. And then notice point C in the outline, the government will be on his shoulder. Look at the screen and read that. The government will be on his shoulder. Now, this was a bright hope for the people of Israel. They had lived in bondage and slavery to so many nations. But now a Messiah was coming. Someday, not that day of his birth or his life, but a day would be coming when he would rule from the throne of his father David and the government would be upon his shoulder and he would rule in righteousness. It means it would be a right government. Things would at last be done right and it would be done with purity and there would be justice. Israel would have hope. But... Spiritually, the government would be upon his shoulder, which happens immediately when a person accepts Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. This is the one who ushered in creation and the world, and he now supports the world, and he holds it all together on his shoulder. And I thought about this passage of Scripture. We're going to look forward to that day when he comes again. And there will be peace in Jerusalem. The Palestinians and the Israeli will no longer be fighting each other. Jesus will be the, the, the political ruler, king of kings and lord of lords at that time. And there will be peace. He will come. But even now, we can receive his peace. We can receive that wonderful peace into our hearts. Even now, he will accept and support us on his shoulder, on his shoulder. We think of the shoulder, broad shoulders. Look at mine. Don't I look (coughs) strong? (laughs) But the shoulders of the Lord will support you and care for you and uphold you, elevate you, the shoulders of our Lord. This is the gift He supports it. The scripture says, of his government and peace, there will be no end. When you think of shoulders, you think of strength. You think of power. You think of force. 
There are so many today living with so many burdens upon them. <clears throat> New person just now beginning to come to our church. I don't even know the person, but uh, they emailed me through the website, and I'm certainly not going to call anybody's name, but I think this person is so representative of so many of us here today. And she said, Pastor, I need somebody to counsel me. I'm having much stress at work. There is so much stress, so many difficulties, so many problems. I I look and... I see Al Doobie's wife here today, and, and Al was telling me how that last week we were praying for her. She was rushed to the hospital. The, the chest pains. Our own secretary, Mary, chest pains, rushed and kept in the hospital overnight, and they examined them. They can't find out, find anything wrong other than stress. You know, stress will kill you. It's a killer. There's stress in the home, stress in the family, stress on the job, stress in the career. Stress is a killer. But I'm so thankful that Jesus came and he has shoulders to bear that stress. And you want, I want you to think of the, the, the difficulties in your life this morning and what is stressing you and, and burdening you. See, the burdens of life come down upon us and they, they, they press down until they depress us and, and they crush us. And they just smash us and press the joy and the peace. Someone said, oh, Pastor, if you knew everything that I have on my plate, if you, if you knew all the balls that I'm trying to juggle and keep in the air, if you knew, no, I don't know, but I do know this, you have a Savior. And he has shoulders to bear and to carry those burdens and to support you. And you can look to him today. You can come to this altar and experience his power and his grace. And you can roll those heavy burdens. No, you you can't roll them over onto him. You can't throw them off. Many people said, you know, I'm just trying to just throw off some of this and roll off some of this and and get rid of some of this stress. Friend, the only way to get rid of it is, is to give it over to Jesus. And you can give it over to him today. Wherever you're, you're experiencing the, the problems, the dysfunction in your life, you can give it to him. <clears throat> there was a man back in, I guess it was the 1800s, uh, pastoring in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. His name was Elisha Hoffman. And he went to visit one of his members, one of the ladies that had experienced so much trouble in her life, so much sorrow. And the lady was just overburdened. And he, this woman wasn't a complainer, not at all, uh, not a complainer, but one that just trouble after trouble, sorrow after sorrow. And uh, he sat down and listened to her. You know, it's, it's good to have a friend to listen to you sometimes, just to, just to talk to them. And she talked to her pastor, uh, Pastor Hoffman, and uh, she told him about all of the difficulties that were going on. And then he gave her some scripture. And then he said to her, he said, the, the best thing that you can do, ma'am, is to tell it all to Jesus. You must tell Jesus. And he said she meditated for just a moment. And he said her countenance changed. And she said, yes, pastor, I must tell Jesus. I can't bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. He had prayer, and he said on the way home, when he was driving home, he said all he could see was the vision of the glow on that woman's face. And over and over in his mind and in his ear, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. 
And he went home and he wrote this beautiful old hymn. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me. Jesus alone. Friend, you can tell Jesus today. To us, a child. To us, a son. As we just learned from the message for today, to us a child is born. Jesus is there with you. The same Jesus who was born so many years ago. I invite you to go to him in prayer and let him know your thoughts and feelings. He was born in a manger and you were born to have a relationship with him. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.